This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. Oh, please, he's just another RV League educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Hello everyone, welcome to our final edition of the Close Season Special with That Mill Podcast. Hope you're doing well. My name's Omar, I'm joined as always by my regular co-host, Mr Mickey Simpson. Hello mate. Hello fella, you alright? Not bad pal, yourself? I'm good mate, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I've recovered, yeah. Good job the show weren't fucking recovered because I was in banging trouble mate, going out to a, to a friend's 40th birthday party at, at their house and um, yeah, I pretty much drank my body weight in gin I think in uh, <laughs> one of those when you when you wake up the next morning you still feel as pissed as you did the night before and then halfway through the door day you still think oh fuck I'm still as pissed as I was so yeah it's all good I didn't want to dob you in there I'm quite happy that you volunteered yourself to say you was hungover Listen, otherwise I would have stuck out I, stuck on you every I know bit, what but... you lot like you know anything <laughs> that you share fucking groups or anywhere mate and normally ends up coming on here in some form of banter or piss take so look you know I give it, so I've got to be able to take it as well. So, uh, yeah. As much as I'd love to have had my own story of um, being in a beer garden or somewhere hot on the weekend to enjoy it, I've been in isolation since Wembley. So, there you go. The COVID Wembley variant's been going around. Unfortunately, I've not I've tested negative to all my tests, but yeah, I just thought I'd put it out there. I think Wembley's been a bit of a interesting hotspot for COVID, so to speak. But yeah, also joining us today is obviously Mr. Kai Bennett. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Hope everyone's doing well. Looking forward to the show. How you been though? All good? So up to much recently or just taking it easy? Yeah, it's pretty it's been boiling up. I've been playing a lot of cricket and you know, enjoying enjoying life. It's been it's been good. 
lot of people isolating, but you know, we'll keep going. Freedom Day today, isn't it? So that's it. Happy Freedom Day to everyone. Obviously, oh, this goes mate. out on the Wednesday, but Freedom Day today. Did you say that? Go freedom on. Day, and then fuck me, how many people are protesting about lockdown? You're like, mate, you really didn't get your fucking, yeah. you, you know, your ducks in row here. You really didn't think about this when you wanted to do it, did you? This isn't the COVID or vaccine special, but I saw something this evening as well about Boris saying about nightclubs having um, permanent uh, COVID like vaccine passports in place or whatever they're called, passports to get in, and you, you can't show like a, a, a negative test from after September. So I know it's called a bit of a stir this evening on Twitter. So hey-ho, it's what it is, right? going to go the same, mate. I think it is as well. Because they're all private venues, and the problem is they've got to – realistically, if you think about it realistically, they've got to have a liability to say – everybody in there was tested and they could prove didn't have COVID because if you suddenly get COVID inside a stadium or inside a nightclub or anywhere and you die, potentially there's, you know, now that the law's gone, it's now down to, um, what do you call it? Uh, negligence, which is, um, I can't think of the word, but it's something negligence in it. Like if you're on a train and you end up dying or something because the driver was fucking over the limit or the driver didn't do so, it's, um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for now, but yeah, it'll come back to you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it will come back to you. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to figure the word myself, but I'm no good at this one. But um, yeah, we'll move on anyway. This is just there you go, corporate manslaughter. Come back to him there and then. Uh, Obviously, if you're new around here, this is our podcast. We've been doing it weekly at the moment. We're going twice weekly later on in the season, which starts next week. We'll talk about that later on in the show. Uh, And obviously, if you're new around here, be sure to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Check us out on Spotify if you're listening in the car or on your way about. And also on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, any sort of platform. Leave us good reviews if you want. Put a like on the video and obviously comment below and interact with us. Uh, And also, something else to plug, which we'll get onto in a bit, is we upload bonus content onto our YouTube channel recently. So just little, little like interviews, myself and Kai last week, done a video about Dulwich Hamlet, the 23s game. Um, and yeah, just if you want to get any kind of mill related content, make sure you're following us across our socials and on YouTube. We're going to go into part one now, which will be about some pre-season games behind closed doors for Millwall. Well, the last week, so to speak, we've had two games. Uh, Millwall played two behind closed doors friendlies, starting last week against... I think it was Watford, wasn't it? A 3-2 defeat against Watford. Premier League side, obviously, now being promoted from the Championship this season. And also, we then had a game on Saturday against Barnet, which was at Calumet Road, and we won 2-0. So, chaps, I mean, Kai, come to you. Obviously, two games there. We haven't seen much of it, but I could tell you that Smith and Murray Wallace scored last week in our 3-2 defeat. And I could tell you that Smith scored twice on Saturday against Barnet as well. I mean, talk about that. Yeah, good stuff, isn't it? It's good stuff to see Smith... um... Hitting the back of the net, exciting. Um, four goals in three preseason matches, isn't it for, for Matt Smith? Which is re- which is really good. It gets the, it gets his confidence going. Um, would like to see some other people finding the net, like you know some other strikers, Benicophobia and, and and such. But um, yeah, it's good to see Matt Smith uh, find the net I and mean, you know just trying to prove to Raul maybe maybe he can be the man. Even though I still think that that he's the perfect impact sub uh, to come on and and do a really good job last last 25, 30 minutes when everyone else is a bit more tired and he. He can come on and, and win headers and and stuff in the air, but no, good good start to preseason. Um, I know Raul said a couple of times that he's seen teams start preseason well and start the season bad and and vice versa. So it just you can't read too much into it, but it's always good just to get give him a run out. 
Absolutely. I mean, obviously, I'd, as much as we'd love to see these games and obviously break down what we can, but we're obviously just working on two match reports really from the club. Uh, it looked like in the Watford game it was 1-0 down early doors. Dominguez Quina scored for the Premier League side at their ground, the training ground they were played at. Uh, we then went 2-1 up. Um, I think the second half we scored an early goal to make it go 2-1. Um, and then afterwards, we then threw away two goals, conceding in the 86th minute with Ashley Fletcher scoring. Uh, I mean, Mickey, I mean, I'm reading between the lines here a little bit, but in the Watford game and the Barnet game, it looks like we played 5-3-2 in both games. And it looks like it was the case of, obviously, when we was up in Scotland when we spoke to, uh, my name, his name escapes me now. I know his name's yeah. Mill G. It's Gary, there you go, Gary. I know it's Mill SG on Twitter because I've been putting the tweets out this week. But, mate, I mean, I think 5-3-2 is definitely here to stay going into the season But if you look at the last three pre-season games. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think they are. You know, it's a shame that we can't get into this pre-season. I mean, there's rumours flying around at the minute as well that Jill and the man Ipswich are um, going to be home fans only. Right. So, you know, it's a shame that we can't actually get in to see these pre-season games. But I think over the years now, we're fucking used to this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, without COVID, I think, you know, we're used to it to a degree. But if we're, bit, you know, if we're going to be playing that, then as long as we've got the players, what can fit into that position? And to be fair, at the minute, I don't think he's been playing everybody a full game. So, no, still, I mean, I was going to say... Curve, isn't it? In the second game, it looked like 5-3-2 as well. I mean, I was going to read the two teams, but in the last game in particular, both George Long and Conor Mahoney both got 90 minutes and they're the first two to complete 90 minutes in pre-season. Read into that as you will. Uh, but yeah, in the first game, it was a first half 11 of Long, Matt Namara, Ballard, Hutchinson, Murray Wallace and Scott Malone. Keithton Beld and Billy Mitchell with George Savile in midfield and Wallace and Bennett up front, continue from last season. Second half 11 was Bart Bielkowski, Marlon Romeo, Alex Mitchell, obviously featured quite a lot in pre-season, the youngster. Alex Pierce, Jake Cooper, Murray Wallace, and then midfield of Evans, Thompson, Mahoney, Smith, and Ophobie. I mean, yeah, it's 45 minutes per half for each player there. Kai, it's hard to obviously read into it, but what's your thoughts, obviously, with the formation? Kind of, it's the same again, like I said, for Saturday's game. And obviously, Mahoney getting 90 minutes as well was good to see. But, you know, a 5 3 2, I know we said last season it done well for us towards the end of the season, but are you a fan of it? Are you happy it's sticking around? Um. I think it gives us defensive stability. Um, whether it gives us much going forward is is up for debate. But um, but looking at the teams was was interesting. I thought um, it's good to see Ballard getting games and, and getting getting into it. I was one thing one thing I was going to say though is Bennett Bennett didn't play on Saturday by the looks of it, mm-hmm. and and Jed got taken off. And when I when I hit past the training ground today, I was going to to Mackie D's, um, and and Jed wasn't there, and Eve was Bennett. So and Eve was Bob Eve was Bob Arson to be fair. So. Um, yeah, I didn't. I did notice Bodfarson not playing Saturday, but I didn't notice about Bennett. So that's a good spot there. I think, obviously, I was looking for Bodfarson's name, and I don't think he's featured in either of the last two games of preseason. So, I mean, yeah. is that is there something happened there? Do you reckon he's injured, or is it maybe we're moving him on, or what do you reckon? I'd like to think that we're moving him on, wouldn't it? That'll be that'll be <laughs> that'll be nice to think. I mean, you know, I just it hasn't worked out for him at Millwall, and I think it'd be good to get him off the wage wage structure because. I saw a couple of articles the other day that said we need to to release players and get rid of players before we can bring more more players in. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting Bob Varsen off the off the wage structure would be nice, um, and hopefully being able to bring another another striker. And I can see Mickey shaking his head. <laughs> we need Bob Varsen here until January the twenty second. After that, he can fucking go for fifty pence. Yeah, but he's got a score as well, hasn't he? Was we it, what was it? What was it? I think he wouldn't be here. Between now and now and the twenty second of January, we need him to score fifteen goals, and then next year for you, he's fucked. 
You're going for a swim and you're going for a stroll. So, yeah, both with the same <laughs> amount of clothing on. So, um, Talking yeah. here on the 19th of July, I feel very confident about both my statements of, you know, he's going to be gone this summer and he won't score 15 goals for us next season. So, and you've got to say, I'm probably right on that one, to be honest with you, mate. Um, but yeah, obviously we're not gone to the games, but it's always nice to look into like, if you, because it's always in pre-season, they give 45 minutes to each player or they start to ramp it up and some players had 60 on Saturday, some players had 90. But it's partnerships occurring to me here, lads, where I'm seeing Ballard and Hutchinson in the same team. I've seen Murray Wallace also in that same team a lot. And I'm also seeing Savile getting a lot of game time as well. You know, you're starting to see players kind of pop up. But I, I'm looking at Ballard here. And obviously, he's featured in a lot of like teams where his partnerships there have been made at central defence, Kai. I think we're going to see a lot of him this season. It might, won't surprise me to see him playing in that back three with along with Hutchinson and Cooper come the season start. No, I agree. I think it. I think it could be. I think we might well see Murray Wallace um, drop out, which I think I'll, I'll be. You know, I, I really like Murray. Um, I think he really he gives everything for us, and um, what what he doesn't have so much in technical ability, he makes up for in his in his will and desire to to do well for the club. Um, but but Ballard looks good. Ballard looks a good player. So you know, it looks like he's going to bring it out from the back, and he looks like he is that sort of modern day centre back that that can find passes from the back. So it's exciting to have. Have him. He did very well at Blackpool last year, and um, he's highly rated from a couple of Arsenal ones, Arsenal lads that I've spoken to recently about him. So yeah, I'm excited to see him to come in. Yeah, encouraging signs. I mean, Mickey, I think you know we've got four or five signings. They're all kind of featuring. If Obi's not really got off to this, a goal scoring start just yet, obviously it's only pre season, but it'd be nice for him to get a goal as well, wouldn't it? Just kind of you know set them in a bit more. Yeah, no, definitely would be. I mean, you know. I don't know what that what that stuff was today about him, but yeah, you know, on the club he socials, looks, it looks as if he's probably sponsored by Champion, and part of the deal of him signing is that they've got to do a bit of a plug for Champion Sports, um, <laughs> yeah. which is quite weird because we're not. I mean, obviously, I'm younger than you two, and, and the older listener, I'm not old, but the older listeners will know that Champion used to be a big thing when I, when I was younger, and then it sort of it died a death to a degree, and then now it's starting to come back. You know, my girls are here. Yeah, Champion tracksuits and all this, and you think it's a bit know, like a Elise and so and Sergio Cittini and stuff like that. Them sort of Sergio Cittini, mate, was I remember <laughs> divest, di, di, digress a little bit, but I remember when I'd done work experience and I worked in a sports shop for a week, five days during the last year of school. And Sergio Cittini brought out a pair of suede, um, these new suede shoes, and they're about 70 quid. And I didn't have the money and, you know, we weren't fucking a well-off family when, we, when I was growing up. So I couldn't really go to my mum and go, mum, can I have a, a pair of 70-pound trainers? Because she'd be like, oh, no. And I made it clear that these these shoes come in and we weren't allowed to put them out to a certain day and they were cracking. They come in about three colours and, and the burgundy were just fucking lovely. Anyway, the last day, and I was there and I was like, thank you very much, you know, blah, 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 get everything signed off, yep. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed my time here, blah, blah, blah. And I was just about to walk out and they went, oh, we've got something for you here. And they gave me this box. And there's a box of these Sergio Tassini trainers, mate. They Rich. were bollocks. And I <laughs> fucking loved them, mate. Absolutely loved them. I keep looking for them again now to see if there's anywhere what does the retro ones to just get a pair again. Because they were just, they were cracking. And I like some of my old retro trainers. But yeah, they were, they were cracking, but. The vintage stuff is coming back. I mean, I had had a couple of Tachini uh, Pyro shirts three or four years ago, but I don't think I've kept them since I've moved recently. But, I mean, yeah, I think uh, the Reeboks always last the test of time. I've always got my white Reebok classics. Well, I'm doing a new pair of them soon. So. Burmese is <laughs> one side or the other, isn't it? You see, yeah. Burmese with the old Kent Road. 
you had you had obviously one side of it what was Reeboks, and then you could tell pretty much where people because you know the other side of Old Kent Road were normally more Nike rather than your Reebok Classics. Birmingham was all your Reebok Classics and stuff. So yeah, Reebok Classics you can't go wrong with, can you? I mean they just and, and your Adidas, um, your, your Gazelles and things like that. They're always your Hamburgs and stuff like that. They're always um, they've always felt the. You know they've always gone well with the time and that, but yeah, no, that's that's another showing to make in there, isn't it? The old that's casual it. wear, casual yeah. wear from fucking back in the day till now, but yeah, no. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we've obviously spoke about the heat wave over the weekend. Obviously, Mill, obviously, like we said, played the heat wave. We played, spoke about that, didn't we, as well, right? Um, yeah. Obviously, Barnet, we won 2 0 on Saturday, as mentioned already. But I thought I'd give also the teams for that as well, in case anyone's not seen it online. Um, first half 11 for Mill was George Long, Marlon Romeo, Ballard, Hutchinson, Cooper, Murray Wallace at left wing back, Keith Bell, Thompson, and Tyler Bury with Smith and Mahoney. Looks like that was more of a 5-2-3 instead of 5-3-2, if anyone wants to get technical on that one. Uh, second half 11 was also long. Matt Namara, Evans, Pierce, Cooper, Mitchell coming on as a sub. Murray Wallace, Tienta coming on as a sub as well. Mitchell, Savile, Wallace, Bury coming as a sub, a phobia Mahoney. So, yeah, obviously a lot of jumbled around uh, 11s there. But like we said, I think Batfire's sticking around for a while to come. Kai, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. I normally warn you about stuff I might ask you, but what's your start 11 for... Millwall QPR on the first day of the season. Just a little bit on the spot for you there, but stick to the 5-3-2. I think that's going to come around. Let's predict what route it might go for if you think right this second now to start the season. So I'd go with Barton Goal, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Mack at right wing back, uh, Hutchinson, Ballard, Cooper, and then Malone. And then my two holding, I've well, obviously got three in the middle, but I'll go with, at the moment, I would go with, uh, it's difficult, isn't it? Leonard. Or do I pick Billy or do I pick Evans? I'm going to go this with Billy. This is the Billy. conundrum. The reason why I asked you is I think he, he's got a real conundrum in midfield to pick yeah, a yeah, team definitely. to go with, I think. I think, yeah. yeah so, you, so, you got, so you said you're going to go... Leonard's obviously not played any games yet and he's. I think he's due to come back this week, apparently, pre-season, like kind of return to training. But obviously, if he's fit to play, you'd want him to come back in, wouldn't you, I guess? But yeah, got, so you had Leonard and Billy, you said. I think, yeah, I think Billy just gets in my team at the moment. Um, I think he'll improve. I think he'll continue to improve this year. And then I'd go with Savile. Mm-hmm. Just in front of them too. And then I go with Jed Nafobi. Oh, that's that that's hard. That's harsh on Bennett, I feel like. Um But it's he... great competition for yeah. places, isn't it? That's I mean you sign a phobia to score goals though, don't you? And I suppose if a phobia's scoring goals keeping Bennett out of the team, Bennett then's got to come into the team and prove a point as well. And it's exactly what you want, isn't it? I suppose competition for places. Yeah, definitely. Or you could you could even mix it around and go five, two, three, but then mm-hmm. where do you put then you really got you have to go I mean, it could work because then you go five at the back as normal, and then two, you'd put maybe put Savile and Leonard with Savile pushing forward, and then Jed, better uh, a phobia and Bennett. But maybe because you're five at the back, maybe that compensates for having just two midfielders. You've not but even mentioned Keithton Bells, Evans, oh, or Thompson. You know, yeah, like, it's, all three of them yeah. could have feasibly got into the team last year if they were all three of them around. So you know, like it's 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 the midfield in particular, Mickey. Yeah. You know, we're saying it there. You've got Keithton Bell probably in there because he's just that. There's going to be games for him, isn't there? Where no, he's going, he needs to kick someone up in the air. Like if we're chasing the game or we're losing 1-0, you need Kiston Bell to kind of come in and just kick someone up the end to get the crowd going, don't you, a little bit, I think. Yeah. But uh, obviously, he's more than just that to a footballer. But I think, you know, sometimes at Mill, we need that sort of character. But, of course, six midfielders to choose from to fit into that team, Mickey. It's difficult work. Or seven, seven, sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of players to fit in, isn't there? And, it, and they're all good players. I mean... Even in pre-season, Thompson's not been too doing too bad. But you've got to think 
is Thompson time here now coming to an end? I hope not, because it's nice to have Millwall boys in the team. But I think realistically, if he wants first class football every game, then he he's possibly going to need to go to another team to get it. Any? I think so too. It's unfortunate, but. I suppose if the manager's not having you, I'm not saying, you know, he's not fancy him as a footballer, but I think you've got Savile that's come back in and you've signed Kifton Bell in the last six months. You've signed Evans, you've signed midfielders and you're strengthening all around the pitch. I think it's kind of clear, isn't it, Kai, that maybe Thompson might be, you know, just not favoured for Rowett. Yeah, and I think that's another one that, that you know, when he, when he says that, you know, we want to get players out to get more players in, I think that's sort of another obvious one, isn't it? With Pop Portsmouth mm. wanting him so much that... Potentially, maybe there might be a deal there to be done. But I'd really be sad to see Thompson go. I just obviously, ever since I've been a Millwall fan, Thompson's been at the club. I've been, you know, since I was, you know, ever since I can remember. Because obviously, just before Thompson was there, but you know, he's always sort of been around, sort of coming through, or you know, always, always there. And it'd be sad to see him go, especially after he did so well against Portsmouth. That, that injury really, really hurt him, didn't it? When he after mm-hmm. after he came back. But yeah, very disappointed to see him go. But I do feel like maybe. Yeah, now with seven midfielders in the team, it's gonna be he's gonna find maybe starting it'll be hard to come by. He always cemented himself as a fan favourite to me, not only for being obviously Millwall, but I think um when we played Charlton away, I think four or five years ago, it was a nil-nil January time, it was my birthday weekend. And then um being obviously 21, 22 at the time, we went to the venue in New Cross and yeah. At one point or another, that used to be like the hot spot of my nights out. People would probably argue a bit too long than it should have been. But played Charlton, nil-nil. Thompson was outstanding on the day even though it was a born nil-nil. Who did I see in venue that night? Ben Thompson, Ledge. I've got a picture of it somewhere as well. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I was like, from that point, even though he was a Mill fan, he was already a legend, seeing him that night as well in the venue that night, I was like, go on, Ben. Go on, Tomo. Class, right? You bumped into any Mill players before, Mickey, in unexpected positions? Or any football in general? I mean, I, mean, I could say Barry Cogan, oh. mate. <laughs> At the weekend, yeah, that was that was an interesting conversation talking about the FA. It was quite good because it was quite mad because we ended up talking about the FA Cup final and the 2004 team, and um, there was another fella there who was pals with um, Sadler and, and, and people like load like Sads and, and a load of others like him. So uh, yeah, I sort of geared him up to to sort of fucking sort something out with a few of them, but. Um, Jimmy Bullard. I went to a um, a dinner and Jimmy Bullard was there, nice. and um, he he was fucking he was classic, um, absolutely classic. Classic uh, stuff he said about a person who, who we all know. Uh, some of the stuff he told about a person we all know was was quite comical, not to be repeated, because um, you can't make it up. Well, you sort of can, but it, <laughs> it, it was it was classic. It was it was good, but no, he was. You know, he was fucking. Um, he was. He was good. He was good. Um, I think he's good value, yeah. Jimmy. But he's a character in a half, though. Like he's into yeah. like golf just as much as he's into his fishing, and he's quite. He, he's he likes being the centre of attention, but he can equally do of just being, you know, keep himself to himself and sometimes being an introvert. So he's definitely a good character, Jimmy. But he played the crowd so well, and it, like bet. everyone there was in tuxes, yeah, right. And he had a uh, fucking jeans and a black leather black leather fucking jacket on. Do you know what I mean? And he was. Mm. It was just the most casual, but he, he sort of done some stories up on the stage and all that lot. But no, it, it was good. It, it, it was good. But um, yeah, well, so I've, I've met a couple of Millwall players out about, but yeah, not um, 
not many of the best. I think I think G- Jimmy was a good one. I met a, I can remember meeting a guy in the cafe, Mill Cafe one day. Nice. And um, we were talking about Mill and all that, and he talked about that Jimmy Carter was his um was his hero growing up. That Jimmy Carter was just you know one of these players. He, he loved. He wanted to be him and all that lot. So I phoned Jimmy Carter name dropping. I phoned Jimmy Carter and said, "Are you at the club today?" And he went, "Yeah, yeah." I said, oh, "I'm with some fellow who really fucking." idolises you. You are his hero. So Jimmy said, well, bring him over to the club. So we finished our breakfast today and I took him over to the club. And because uh, he was he was only over there for an interview. He was having an interview with a railway yard. He was an older fellow, older than me. So I took him over. Jimmy saw him. Jimmy took him in, showed him around the, um, the pitch and all that. Like, I had some photos taken with him and all that. Listening to the stories of why this geezer loves him so much and all that. And then Jimmy got given this picture by um, of his first header goal. And uh, a goal he took what was header. There's a picture of it. He went and got it photocopied and signed signed it for this fellow and gave it to this fellow and said, look, you know, that's my first ever header um, against against the team. This is a photo I got for it. And there you go. This is this is for you. The case was made up. I mean, it was a grown man nearly in tears. But, yeah, some of these players are, are you know, they that's go class. up and say, yeah. Yeah, no, of course. And even just little things like that always mean the world to people. You know what I mean? So, definitely. Um, if I was to tell you, Kai, if I'd done Control-F on the article for the match report on Saturday and I typed in each player's name, what's the one player that comes up the most on Saturday for the game against Barnett, do you think? Who's like the... Just kind of... I'm not saying that it was a bit of an arse rim into him, but his name <laughs> popped up everywhere on Saturday in, in, the, in the club's match report from the media team. Who do you think that was? Oh, I don't know. Uh... Is, is, is this obvious? Should this be obvious? Uh, I don't know. Mickey, do you reckon you, you've got it? Yeah, yeah. If you know the squad number, I think you'll know. If you, I think he plays at number 21, doesn't he? He does. Conor Mahoney. Conor Mahoney. <laughs> Mickey knew I was talking about straight away there. Wow. No, do you know what's even more impressive? <laughs> Hang on. I want to, before you go on, one sec, one sec. All right, then. Kai? Yeah. 32. Tyler Bury, that is. I've got these as well, man. Oh. Come on. That's, that's light work. 16. Keith Yeah. 15. Oh, Alex Pierce. Yeah. Oh, come on. Let's see who's going to be the first to get it wrong. 23. A phobie. No. Oh, wait. Oh, that yeah, 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 yeah. He's taking it. It used to be Bob Larson, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, because still, still on feed, 23 is Danny. Yeah, Danny Mack was 23. Oh, was it yeah. Danny? But it's now, yeah. it's now a phobie because Danny's now number two, apparently, isn't it? Yeah, he's number two now. Yeah, so yeah that's right. That's right, yeah. 28. Scott Malone? No, he's changed to 14 now, hasn't he? Oh, actually, I don't know. I'm going to go is. George Evans. Oh, yeah, of course. He's still in. I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee 28 is Scott Malone's number from when he was here the first spell seven, eight years ago. That's why it first came to my yes. head there. Scott Malone's 14. Yeah, 14 now, yeah. All right, number 22. Oh, I've got Omaya to help me anymore. Uh, I know it is. Oh, that's 22. It's Omar's oh. best player. Is yeah, it? My, fav- my favourite. Who's your favourite player? Um, and Neil's favourite player. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bit of sarcasm to that as well. Oh, um, well, Woodsy's gone. Uh, it can't be Woods. Uh, 22nd oh, of July, think about it. 22nd of July, number 22. Sorry, it's... not July, January. 
Twenty second of January. Well numbers if anyone's good at numbers, <laughs> I, I mean when I was a kid, I used to be all over it for like Premier League numbers and stuff like that as well. And then nowadays yeah. it's, it, I can get the Mills numbers because obviously we watch Mill every week, but my interest to other teams kind of deviates a little bit nowadays. So I, I can't quite normally smash it out of the park like I used to. But yeah, squad numbers always a little fun thing when I was younger to remember all the time. But um yeah, lads, Mahoney was mentioned here, there and everywhere on Saturday. I don't know what way to read into that. Obviously, it got its normal reaction afterwards on Twitter of like varied reactions of, oh, this could be his season. I'm not going to lie to you, Kai. He's been here two seasons now. Whenever I hear Mahoney being that, here you go, he's going to get a run of games, he's about to do it. I've kind of given up hope and faith in him. I'm not saying that there's no player in there. There's clearly a player there, but I'm fed up of just kind of sitting there going, it's not going to happen though, is it? Yeah, every time he looks like he's going to do something, he gets injured or he, you know, he does, he doesn't, he doesn't quite do it. One step forward, two steps back, isn't it? That's absolutely. I mean, like before he got injured last year, he looked like he was getting there, didn't he? And then he was out for. I can see Mickey shaking his head, but um, shaking his head. But I, I think, um, you know, last year he looked like he was just about about getting there, and then obviously, how long was he out for last year? Six months. Yeah, just a bit. Like yeah, so that was a real shame. But no, this year maybe. I mean, how old is he now? 20, 23, 24? He's a bit old. I don't know. Yeah, I'll tell you actually. One second. Unless Mickey's on the ball for that one. Conor Mahoney is 24 years old. Birthday is 12th of February. I don't want to know. But yeah. But yes, we, we, we signed him when he was 21, didn't we? 20, yeah, 21. 22, 21, yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's got, he's got to start kicking on now, hasn't he? I mean, I'm going to say it, Mickey. There's a player in there, isn't there, Mickey? Conor Mahoney. There's a player there whilst you're on mute. So just so you're aware. Yeah, there is. Yeah, sorry, I was looking to say, so I fucking didn't expect you to bring me in there. You fuckwit. Um, you pair there's of a player in there. Call them you know, there's a player in there, right? I, I think like, there's definitely a player in there. And just I whether it that, comes good, I don't know. And they must see something killing. Do you know what I mean? They must see something killing to think, yeah, he's. I think he's going to get more time this season, and I don't think he'll get injured. I think COVID has probably done him the world of good because there is probably no pressure on him to get back quick. If we didn't have COVID, then there could have been, you know, getting back quick, getting back into the team. But because of COVID, there is probably no real rush. Take your time. Do your, you know, do your exercises, get your body fat in, everything else and go from there. I'll tell you what is a shame. It's a shame that we don't get to see the, the BMIs and the body fat index for the players coming back just to see how, you know, the fitness levels, what these players are coming back in. Because, that would give you more, more hope for the season if they all come back with you know like a sub two percent fucking body fat. You'll be like, <laughs> hey, did you see the picture in the the paper the other day of um, the ex Chelsea um, Kale? Oh no, what was it? Is He's it... allegedly got fucking near enough zero body fat. Well. I think zero percent is impossible, but he's probably. Yeah, I, I believe it's it. To be fair, I'm telling you now, mate. He's there athlete, mate. Fucking a lot of fat on him, if anything, mate. Do you know what I mean? If you get down to 0%, you'll look ill. So I think it's probably like 6 or 7%, to be factual on that. But yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not surprised, to be honest. Some of these players do look after themselves a lot. So so before we leave this part anyway, one last thing I wanted to plug was obviously, like I said earlier in the show, our YouTube channel. Myself and Kai spoke last week about Dunwich Hamlet, didn't we, Kai? I mean, obviously, it was a good game there. And obviously, tomorrow you're hoping to go to Beckham Town, aren't you, to see the 23s? Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, I like going to see the 23s. It's just, you know, it's I like to see... At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. That symphony of engines roaring in perfect harmony. It's a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, Jerry. 
Oh, my word. Really, really terrible. Is that a glockenspiel, Jerry? Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Uh, no, no, Jerry. It's over. With bills to pay and debt piling up, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. Personal loans through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track financially if eligible. Our secure application process allows you to customize the terms that work for you and your budget. So check your eligibility today without affecting your credit score and help get your finances back on track. NetCredit, a more personal, personal loan. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. What, 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 um, what youth is coming through and... There's obviously Danny McNamara, Billy Mitchell are all um, products of our academy, aren't they? And you know, our youth set up. So yeah, it's look, it's looking. I look forward to, to seeing who who could potentially be the next Billy Mitchells and Danny McNamara's. And it's it looks like a bright future at the moment. Absolutely. I mean, yes. Yeah, so obviously, if you haven't already, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. I'm slightly growing it. Um, got good feedback the other day as well from our uh, 23s recap with Kai there. So we'll be doing the same thing probably Wednesday, um, if not Thursday, maybe because obviously the pod goes out Wednesday. So yeah, we'll. Um, Wrap up this part here anyway. That's the end of part one. And we'll be back with part two discussing new kits, old kits of old and our favourites and obviously various bits of Mill news. So we'll be back shortly. And welcome back to part number two. So in this part, we're going to be just doing a little news roundup, things that have been going around the club and obviously just bits of pieces really around Mill at the moment. So lads, the new kit's out. Uh, Mickey, what's your thoughts on our new home strip? Obviously, away kit is still to be confirmed. We might get a third Hussey uh, kit special again, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, what do you make of the home kit, mate? 1990s Wimbledon. Okay. What does that mean? Does that remind you of that? Or... Yeah, yeah, if you're not saying... You remember the old, yep. the old Wimbledon team and whatnot? I think, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's very, very reminiscent of, of that era. I mean, it looks all right. A touch, um, of, a touch of gold is the slogan. A bit of gold. Yeah, yeah fucking yeah. Um, I, I'd probably give that a fucking D minus for originality there. But um, hmm. it's, it's nice. Um, it's pretty similar to last year's to a degree, but, you know, it's what it is, isn't it? Um, I like what they did, though. I think, obviously, they announced it, a touch of gold. Um, the only first team players involved were George Evans and Matt Namara in the photo shoot. And then they had two slick Chris, also known as Chris Congo, the local Burmese boxer the club are trying to get behind. Hopefully he materialised to be something, but I think he lost his last fight, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah, we hope, though. We need to have on soon. Yeah, I, I'm not going to take him on. Don't worry. I, I'll say stupid things, but I won't take on a boxer. I'm not that stupid. Um, we just get one of our lot. You know, yeah. And we also had the uh, Lionesses, obviously, on the uh, pictures as well. I think it was Mia Graham and Charlotte Lynch. That was um, good. Yeah, it was nice to see, obviously, liked, the male yeah. first team and obviously now the women's team, obviously, albeit in a significantly lower level to what they were in previously. Um, to get them involved, though, obviously, in the shoot and obviously modern new kit, it was quite a good touch by the club. Yeah, no, I think it was. I think it was nice show a bit of unity and all that. Surprised they didn't put any of the other teams together. You know, like bring you know the the Mill family all together as such. Done a shoot with them all, but you know what? Can't ask for everything. The Lionesses first uh, with the man's team is uh, is a good move for for a change. So uh, yeah, yeah, I did like. Kai, the, um, are you are you a shirt guy? Do you do you normally buy shirts or are we call I say shirters? I don't mean that in an offensive way, but do you normally buy the I, home strip? Uh, just the shirt, not the not the not the full kit. Never, full never kit. do that. Do you know, are you going to buy this year's kit? Then do you like it? I might do. Do you know? I bought the last. I bought last year's uh, away shirt. 
Um, I thought it was quite so, nice. Yeah, green one, yeah. yeah. I thought the green one was quite nice. Actually. I, put, I always buy the away. I always buy the long sleeve one. I know that that's you know. I know uh, the only player who really does that is Cooper, isn't it? That wears the long sleeves and Benny Bennett. Um, I feel like if I wear the long sleeve, like, it sounds stupid, but you can you can wear it with a body warmer. Then you don't have to wear a, a jumper over the top of it. See? Fair enough. That's, like that's, it. The, that's the reason I do it. It's, it's not really a. It's a very yeah. tight. It's a bit of a weather sort of reason. It's not. Really I have a... to say, albeit it was a gift me last year. It was the first kit I've had in years. The away kit last year. It was a birthday present, I think, for my little brother. But it was a nice top, and I thought it was actually worthwhile holding on to. I, I did actually want to try and get the home kit as well because I thought the kits, especially last year, were quite decent. But I think Macron done a good touch again this year. Obviously, it was a bit delayed getting announced. I think, obviously, what was it? It was announced last, what, last Friday, weren't it? Or Thursday. Yeah. So it's been a bit delayed getting out to us. I think they, they're starting to get shipped out from, from the 23rd um, from next week. Or I think it'll be shipped out onwards. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's nice kit to be worn. And um, we didn't ask to wear our training kit on Saturday. So I suppose that's something else to throw into the mix. So a lot of people seem to get upset about wearing our training kit on, on the preseason game behind closed doors. But surely if it's a friendly in a training ground doesn't really matter what kit you wear no no i agree i think i think that you know whatever whatever kit you wear you know it's it's fine but that no that that home kit looks nice i'm i'm quite pleased i mean my granddad's optimistic he reckons that we need gold this year because we're going up as champions but i said to him nice. no, that's that's a, that's a little bit optimistic i think, I think a lot I'm, of people I'm, said the same thing it's nice yeah i i, I mean i yeah i agree i think he, i think we could i think you know if there's any season that we could do it this season could be. I mean, it looks as if there there is possibly a central message, you know, around the club PR, what they're doing, you know, this gold, uh, you know, the signings we've made, the potentials and everything else. I mean, there is there is fucking scope for it, I suppose. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. And I think get it together on the pitch, get some fans in the pit, on the in the ground, come the season start. I think that's going to happen now, isn't it? It's safe to say. I feel like it is anyway. You know, there's reasons to be so optimistic for this season and that's the best way to be about it. I'm sure every club in the league will be optimistic about the season, maybe apart from a couple like Derby and stuff like that because they just seem to be constantly toyed with troubles off, off the pitch. But, you know, I think you've got to be optimistic. I mean, season tickets are out already. I received mine. Kai, you got your season ticket in the post? Yeah, yeah. Really, really pleased when I received that. Can't wait for... First game of the season, that's going to be great, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's what it's, it's all about, really. I think last year, I didn't get my season ticket in the post, obviously, because of COVID. But then when it did come, when it was Cat A, Cat B, I was sent like a an under 18 ticket because I didn't have any cards to put it onto. So I had, under, I had an under 18 season card somewhere that I, I could have used to get into for Category B, but Category B never happened in the first place. So, you know what? I'm just buzzing to get back in the den. I think, um, yeah, 15, 16 months, Mickey, since that uh, game that we speak of all the time. I've not seen Will since. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd, I've not done a season ticket. Um, because you plan to, or you're just not really for I you? I don't or? know if I will or I won't. I mean, I, I prefer buying, because the trouble is with a season ticket, and I've done it forever, and I just turn up and I, you know, okay, I pay over the top, you know, more than what you lot are paying for your games, but... I like to move, you know, like, say if I go to a game with you, then we go sit in the Jeremy Carl stand where you sit. Or if I go <laughs> see... Stand. Or if I go see Nick, I, I sit in block one. Or, you know, if I go see someone else who sits in block 47 and stuff, you know, it's nice to be able to just buy a ticket where you want to sit rather mm. than just be stuck in one part. Um, and, and I've always done it that way. I always like, you know, mooching around and all that lot. Um so yeah, whether or not I buy a season ticket or not, I'll, 
I'll just buy a thingy, mate. I normally do membership and do it from that way. So yeah, because at least then you get your ticket put on your membership, don't you? You don't have to, you don't have to turn up and fucking queues and queues and queues of people. So um, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if we get any details about QPR because I think that's just over two weeks away now. So I'm not. I, I mean, you obviously you said earlier about potentially Gillingham and it's which being just home fans. I mean, I hope we'll have to travel to it. We'll have to wait and see, I suppose, but. I suppose if we're going to find out any information, I reckon by our next show, next Monday, we'll probably know whether or not we could probably go to it, I'd imagine. It's not far-fetched to say that, is it? No, no, you should be, yeah, you should be knowing now whether or not we can go. Um, maybe we'll get a call in between now and the next show. I'll get a call in to QPR. I know I cut the QPR bod, so we'll see what's what. Um, but, yeah, I'm not I'm not hopeful in football. I think something's going to come and bite us on the arse, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mean to be cynical, but I could just everything's going too well. And you talking about COVID passports for nightclubs, possibly. I think because of all the COVID outbreaks from Wembley, as much as they're keeping a lot of it out of the media, it's very hush hush. Um, but we all know quite a lot of people who are in normal stands. Um, I mean, I know a few people went in um, Club Wembley in that and the final, and they didn't know anything about all the fucking gate crashes, all the jibbers and all the trouble and everything else. They were tucked up in there with their, their meals and everything else. But yeah, I I, I think something um could put a spanner in the work. But I'll be interested to see how Silverstone gets received. Obviously they had the F one didn't they on the weekend. I think it's three hundred and fifty thousand fans across three days in the end. Obviously some will be returning people, but you're right, obviously I've been done by it. Obviously I isolated at the moment. A couple of my friends actually tested positive that went to the game. Sunday week um, for the final. So, yeah, it's, it's we'll have to wait and see, I suppose. I mean, the double jab is obviously the way forward, but obviously I respect people that don't take the vaccine in the first place as well. It's just one of those catch-22 scenarios. I think we'll move properly on from COVID, because I hate talking about it, to um, obviously back kits, lads. I thought I'll put you both on... It gave me a little bit of a homework task to do. Um, what's your favourite kit from the last 20 years? I, I'll say home kit only, though. I'm going to say that to you. Um What's your favourite kit, Mickey, that sticks from the last 20 years? That's your favourite, well, really? I've got a couple. I mean, there's. I've got a couple for different reasons. Um, I like the CYC shirt from, what was that? That's probably... 2009. 2009 to about 2013, I think, CYC were around. Yeah, t- yeah 2008-9 season upwards, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, before the racing post coming, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um I like that only because I found out the CYC was a courier company run by a Millwall fan and allegedly that CYC stood for Chelsea U Cunts. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I, I quite like I quite like that. Um, How did you find that out allegedly? Was it someone that... who who helped broker the deal? Yeah. They were told by the person. Whether or not that's true or not, I don't know. So if you do listen to this. It would be great if you could get in touch and tell us whether or not it's actually cr- true or or what the name of the courier firm was. Or If you have um, a look online, there's no like actual – it's still called CYC, CYC. Logistics. Yep. So there's no like actual definition of the, what the CIC means. They haven't no. got a website, but, yeah, well, it's just CYC it Logistics. Yeah. They sold it to, I think, Sprint or whatever it is. Um, I mean, they've got a couple. I mean, I like – I suppose one of the – the goods, the good ones was probably go back to it, it. You said 2000, so so 99, 2000, the Giorgio, yeah, nice one, the white tops, yeah, 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 the white yep. top. Um, 
And then we sort of started stepping in, what, 2006, seven was when we started stepping into local businesses. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, towards Birmingham, we had the estate agents, um, CYC, obviously racing post. And then the other one I like is the prostate cancer one that did, you know, great. I don't, I don't, you know, it, it done great for prostate cancer, set them up onto Sky and the Football League and really put them forward into the, into the football community. Um, Euro Ferries purely because of it was a company with allegedly no money, but they managed to get a five-year deal record fucking sponsorship and, and all of that. But well played. Um no, I suppose I suppose, yeah, the favourite really was probably the Georgia or the um the twenty-four like coming up to you know, just before the FA Cup shirt. Oh, Ryman was obviously Ryman was obviously because you know, Theo, I think, saw something coming there. So he thought, I'll quickly get my company on the on the shirt. Plus, we were banging trouble, weren't we? So yeah. he'd probably done it on the cheap. But um, we've had some classic ones over the last. So, I mean, if you go back to the 90s, then obviously you've got Captain Morgan as well in your South London Press. Live TV, Norwegian live TV. I don't think there's many stinkers. I will say that. Like, I I, I, it's hard to choose, especially 2000 onwards. I, I, a lot of the kits, obviously... I, I obviously you look at someone you, you think of the good times and also the low times as well, but there's not many stinkers in there. Um, Kai, what's your favorite post 2000 home kit that sticks in the memory? I'm just thinking, I, I don't think I'm looking at the pit, looking at them here now. I just I don't think I remember any before 2008 and 2009. That's just because I wasn't going to the den before. Showing you your age now, mate. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, was, I went to, first went to the den when I was five, and that was about 2008, 2009. But I, I, I my favorite. Is the 2016 2017 one where we got promoted, nice. and we I think we beat Leicester that year, didn't we? Uh, at the Den, mm-hmm. I like that kit. That was nice. Leicester, uh, also, Watford, we beat a couple that year. Bournemouth, yeah, Bournemouth. Well. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good FA Cup run. Is that the Wallace Teagan or the um or the, the Strike one? The Strike one. Yeah, the Strike one. Yeah, W two. So it was still Wallace Teagan, but they just changed their logo. So yeah, yeah, yeah I like that one, and I also liked um, the one pre. COVID 2019-2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that one as well. Um, I quite Husky. like last season's. Uh, yeah, the first Husky one, yeah. yeah. I quite like that one. That was quite yeah. nice. They're all good, to be fair, you know. I think it, the Euroferries one is maybe the worst out of the lot for me. Yeah. But like Mickey said, it's comical gold thinking about what Euroferries was. So um, it's definitely worth mentioning. You obviously wanted to mention as well the Army kit, didn't you, Mickey, earlier? The Army kit was the best one. Yeah, it was the best one. Uh, I was speaking to someone Sunday night. He's got the full kit. Yeah, mounted in a um, in a frame in his hallway. Um, they go for some serious money, you know. People sell them on. They shouldn't sell them on because obviously it's for charity, wasn't it? But they go for some serious money when they get listed the only, online. The only downside for that is that they didn't do enough. It, you know, realistically, they could have sold fifteen hundred of them, and I think they only ordered a couple of hundred. Um, it was a great shirt, great great meaning. I mean, we've done that with a couple of shirts where it, it's it's meant something. Um, but you know, I've got it hidden away in my one somewhere. I think I, I, it. I don't. I don't wear kits anyway. If I even want to buy them, but I've got it hidden away somewhere. It's definitely um, one to hold on to because yeah, like you say, I didn't do enough of them really. So I suppose that makes it a bit more niche, though, doesn't it? One day I'll get hold of one. You haven't got one? No, no. Oh, okay. I, I've got one. My my granddad's got one. You know, one of them ones that had all the names on the little the little names all round oh, the yeah, show. Yeah, my granddad's got one of them. Yeah, yeah I've got one as well. 
Yeah, yeah I've got. I think I've got one of them. I've got the FA Cup one. Speaking um, of ugly kicks, that 125 year one where it scored the main round, it was ugly. Like it was yeah, a polo. Yeah. It was a collared as well. It was ugly that one, but I suppose it's historic. I've even well, got. So. I've even got the Euro Ferry shirt. That kit from that year, the yellow one, but I got a defect one without Euro Ferries on it. Okay, nice. Um, which is quite class. It is, yeah. you know, it's not got it on. I've got a couple of figures. I've got, I, I think I've got a signed Euro, I've got a signed Euro Ferries one. Um, I like the Racing Plus one, not the Racing, the one they did the first year with the Racing and the, and the Plus sign. The mm-hmm. second year's one with the racing with the two tone with the white across the breast. Yep. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And I like the one that was in the, what was that? That was in the, um, in, I can't remember what shirt that was now. What was the shirt with you clocked? Was that the prostate cancer one? That I clocked. But the white one. You clocked in there. Oh, in yeah. The white, the white away top. Yeah. I mean, Supposedly that's that. I think there's more to that, personally. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think there's, mm. there's definitely something to that. But, um, yeah, well, that was the away mean, top like you. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make sense, does it? No. I don't think so either. But, hey-ho, it is what it is. Um, I think that's enough on kit talk anyway. I think if people are into collecting kits nowadays, it's actually quite a niche on YouTube nowadays. A lot of people collect them, sell them on vintage kits. Obviously, you've got the shop up Shoreditch as well. Um, do you know you said about the uh, windscreen top, 98, 97, yeah. where top it was? Um, if you go up Shoreditch and you walk into one of them, I think it's called Classic Football Shirts, uh, they've little, got a little pop-up shop, goes for about 150 quid, 200 quid, and that's like a worn shirt. It's just off the, off the, It's not like a match-worn shirt or anything. It's literally a shirt you can go in there and buy. I think it's 150 quid. So, yeah, shirts, uh, if you've got them at home, I'd say just hold on to them because they're just going to go up in value as you get older. So <laughs> let, us know what your, let us know what your favourite shirt is from, say, Indeed. 1990 forward. There you go. So, um, yeah, 1990 forward only because otherwise Kyle will be like, well, I can't get involved in this <laughs> at all. So. <laughs> yeah. there, is, there is some classics from, I think, from if we, we go from 90 forward, there there is because then you've got the Fairfield, got the Fairview Homes ones, you've got Captain Morgan and all that lot. I've got to get Mickey off shirts now because he, he he's he's listing them off one by one. Uh, we're going for it. Yeah. He's having time of his life, but I'm getting him off it. It's really um, you look at it. Do you know, if it. you if you want to have a look, it's Mill. If you type in historic kits, Millwall, just Google it. Millwall Millwall shirts, and you'll find it. And there's a whole link with all the shirts on. And it's just you look at them, you reminisce, and then you remember good times around it and all that lot. So yeah, Definitely. I'll um. I'll clock out of it now. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a show devoted to it one day if there's enough interest around it, mate. Oh, so. <laughs> um, before we go, I just wanted to read some like articles from News at Them. Not like reading word for word, obviously, check them out News at Them, but the headlines anyway, because it's worth talking about, I think. Colin Mahoney playing wing back. I mean, Kyle, I'm not sure if you've read this one, but um, Gary Rowett says he's, you know, he's been trying different positions for Mahoney, he's been trying to challenge him. He said, obviously, the benefit in playing wing-back anyway it's in pre-season is his fitness will get better from it anyway. Obviously, that's a bonus, obviously, being up and down the pitch. Um, but I think he, he, I think what I take from that anyway, especially, even with uh, someone like Mahoney, who's a winger by trade and plays forward, doesn't really defend much, he just wants versatility around the side, I think, as well, doesn't he? Quite a lot in this team. Yeah, I think with the amount of injuries we had last year, I think it's important that players can, can play in different positions with squad depth and, and stuff like that. I thought that... Uh, you know, Malone, well, obviously did very, very well last year with fitness and, and in, with no injury stuff. Touch wood, he'll be the same this year. But, um, you know, you have to plan for plan for that. Murray Wallace, if he's needed in the centre of defence, and we don't have a, a left wing back, even though that, I don't know what that says about um, Junior Tientia. Um, mm-hmm. 
don't know whether that says that maybe he's a not favoured. Yeah, maybe, maybe a loan spell. But yeah, I think Mahoney would do well at left wing back. I think he, you know, he's, he's got a, he's a really good crosser of the ball, um, mm-hmm. and and he, he he'd link up well, I reckon, with Mason Bennett, considering they are they're supposed to be best friends, aren't they? Um, I've, seen, so. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen in places. So um, yeah, I think I think he do, I think he do well at left wing back. Yeah, I mean, interesting one to keep an eye on, obviously. I think in the same article you mentioned about Ryan Leonard and obviously he's hoping to return back to training, which I mentioned earlier on. Um, but yeah, it's obviously interesting to see if if we saw Mahoney at left wing back. I think it says to me, his chances will be limited in the further forward areas. Obviously, you've got Phobie, Smith, Wallace, Bennett. And if there's two up front, he's not going to play there. And then you've got Savile as well, obviously, the further forward midfielder. I think he just doesn't see a position for Mahoney personally. And I do think as well, like I said about the club posting and writing his name everywhere, I did feel like that was a come and get him sort of post, personally. I'll just remind people that he's there anyway, at least for me. I don't want to be the yeah. cynical one, but that's just me trying to speculate to accumulate a little bit there. But you never know. Hopefully Mahoney, hopefully I bite my words and Mahoney scores seven goals in the first nine games of the season and we're first place and I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm saying Mahoney is the best ever thing since, you know, sliced bread. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, another article that grabbed my mind... Um, that I wanted to read about was Alex Mitchell. So, um, Mickey, I mean, Mitchell, obviously a youngster. He was on loan at Bromley last season. He's featured every preseason game since this season. Just kind of obviously got underway preseason wise. I mean, but they're talking alone, didn't they? Yeah, it's, that's the suggested thing. Obviously, there's interest for him, but I think it might even be a League Two club that could come in for him. So, you know, 19 years of age, but he's a man mountain as well. You know, if you see him in pictures, I haven't actually seen him play in person before, but it. He's an absolute beast for his age, I think. I mean, what do you think his prospects are of potentially featuring for us? If not, bonus spell out? I reckon, yeah, realistically, it's good. If if he's not going to play for us, then we're going to have to loan him out. And we to keep, if we want to keep him, then we're going to have to loan him out. Um, I don't know. I'd rather get him in the team. Try and, you know, do a bit of squad rotation while we've got the players to be able to do it so that we, you know we're constantly fresh rather than, you know, have a set team and then we only need an injury and then it just fucks us. And then we have to emergency call back people, etc. Just, you know, start playing these people regular and getting a, a, a good camaraderie, good team playing um, and go from there. But I think we'll see more wingbacks this year because they played so well within England, didn't they? It, it worked well in England. So I think a lot of the leagues will just go, yeah, we're, we're start looking at wingbacks. They, because they caused damage, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, well, I think with Mitchell in particular anyway, I think um, he's a player that I think we're quite blessed in centre-half now. Obviously, we've got Balag joining us, complimenting, obviously, Pierce staying, Cooper, Hutchinson. And then after that, you've got Murray Wallace who can play centre-half. Then you've got Evans who can play centre-half. Worst case scenario, that takes you to six. Worst case scenario, you've got Ryan Leonard that can fill in that centre-half as well. And then you don't you not even got to Mitchell and Muller, who's also Muller's gone out alone to St. Johnston. Um and yeah, so I do think a loan spell is set up for him. Um, although it would be nice to see him get a couple of games here or there. I think it's kind of made up for him to go out alone. Obviously, Kai, you said you saw Alan Dunn and Roger Johnson last week, didn't you, at Dunwich Hamlet? So and they were talking to Alex Mitchell. I mean, it wouldn't surprise you if he went back there, but I think League Two could be a possibility as well, like I said. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be nice to see him get maybe a League Two or a League One loan. Just something, just something to give us a bit more. Uh, I think it's, I think it's important. We could, we see what he's prop, what he's like at a, a decent level. I think no, that's no disrespect to National League and Bromley. I just think that National League and League Two and League One is very different leagues. And I just think it'd be nice to see if if he does really well at League One, League Two level, then maybe you know it's it's probably quite 
obviously he'd be able to slot in with us and you know with Ballard going back next year after he after his loan you know mm-hmm. maybe he could be the perfect replacement absolutely um last article I wanted to touch on uh, was George Long obviously Long played 90 minutes on Saturday back up to Bart Bielkowski has been muted because Bielkowski has been a player of the season last two years in a row he's not going to start first game of the season unless Bart's injured uh but what I've realized when I was reading that article is um he turned down a contract at Hull to sign for us this season, Kai. He obviously was a backup there, but he did play a lot of games the year. He got relegated the year before that. Um, but he saw more of an ambition to come down to Millwall. And he said that, you know, the club looks set up to go places, basically. And, it, you know, he, he wanted to come to, to Millwall and challenge himself here, which obviously it's music to our ears as fans to see. But interesting one, isn't it, there, to kind of put into perspective that he, you know, he turned down, he's a northern lad. I think he's based up north when I look on his Instagram. But he wanted to come to Millwall because he thought it's the place to be. Yeah, that's that's really good to hear. I think it, you're actually hearing. It's nice to hear that, isn't it? All of a sudden, we're starting to hear that I wanted to come to Millwall. Um, you know, sometimes you see players come and you don't know whether they actually want to be here or not. But mm-hmm. these sort these players that have come in recently in the last couple of years, it's Rowett and you know, Harris just left, and then Rowett came in and stuff. They they what they seem like they want to they want to come to the den. They see they see it as an ambitious club and and somewhere that is going to go somewhere, which is really really good to see because obviously if the player can see that then they have belief and and that that shows that the club are are ambitious so I'm really pleased with that and I think he looks a good a good keeper so I'm I'm pleased yeah it should be him and Bart it's good competition for Bart competition's healthy isn't it so yeah it'll be good to see Bart pushed as well and hopefully Bart can carry on the way he is and and George Long will only make him better Definitely. I think it's a win-win scenario, isn't it? And I also, I mean, Mickey, he said in the article, you know, he went, when you sign somewhere, you want to think the manager is going to be there for a good few years. I think that's the case at Mill. I know the gap has done really well with the team and he's obviously got ambitious seconds higher and pushing towards the end of the top end of the league. Of the league. Obviously, echoing what I said about, you know, he, he thinks Mill's the place to be, but also being that stable club, it really works in our favour and, you know, doing the business we've done, I think everyone's just buying into what we're about and what Rowley wants to do at the club. Yeah, uh, I I agree. I think there's there's a lot of positivity around at the minute. We've we've stayed in the championship comfortably the last two seasons. Um, I think this season people see that there is a potential that we can make a a run for it. Um, you know, I definitely I, I I don't necessarily agree with you know them looking. Oh, we're a top ten finishing club. I think realistically we need to push on a bit. And I think playoffs uh, definitely we need to be in within the playoffs, but I'd love to see us go fucking top one or two and, and just do it well and get there cool. on a win. That would be fucking superb. And then go Premiership next season, mate. Fuck me. They wouldn't know what's hitting. I'll have a bit of what you're having, mate, because I'd love that. <laughs> obviously, mate. I, I, I bloody love it. I would love it. It would be, it would be the dream. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we've, had, we've had a shit 18 months of, you know, watching it on fucking iFollow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, you know what? Realistically, on paper, this could be the season. If you get the investment in there and everything else, this could be the season to fucking have a go at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got we've got a big team now. We've got enough players potentially. Um, we could we could do it. Um, but if you agree with me, let us know. You know, if yeah. you think that we could do it or we we nowhere near it. I mean, you know, don't forget get your comments in across. Uh, social media, whichever way you want to do it, Twitter, it. Facebook, Instagram, um, or go on the website and leave us a message. Um, we can get a voice message there. So, yeah, do that, whichever way you want to do it. But, yeah, get in touch. 
Yeah, I mean, with that said, I echo what Mickey said. Obviously, be sure to leave us a review if you're new around and obviously subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. You know, you can see us in person and see what we're all about. I mean, if you're listening on Spotify, listen to us on YouTube as well. Why not? And um, interact. So, yeah, check us out across social media at that mill pod across Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and obviously on YouTube as well. And obviously get in touch. Check our website out, thatmillpodcast.co.uk. Um, there's a few little surprise things on there. We'll touch on that next week, what we're doing um, a bit more in detail. But if you go on the website, you might see a couple of bits that's new around there if you've been on it before. So, yeah, I'll leave it there. Mickey, thanks for joining me as always. It's been a pleasure as always. And uh, I look remarkably better tanned than you do. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a flashlight in my face or whatever they're called, the ring lights. So, um, you know, that, uh, it doesn't really show me off too hey, You've got well, a ring in front of you. No, I've got a ring light. That's oh, what okay. Sorry. So I take my production levels to a new level, you know, in this place. So, um, you know. I left my ring light back down next to you. know what I mean? But I, yeah. I, I was just going for the um, tan jaundice look. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, Kai, for coming on as always. I look forward to catching up with you on Wednesday at some point to talk over Beckenham Town, Mill on 23's, the game tomorrow, obviously. Sounds good, mate. Thanks very much for having me. We'll be back next Monday with our first uh, show of our season, so to speak. We'll be back twice weekly and uh, yeah look forward to it we'll be back the next Monday come on Millwall up the lines Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Uh, okay, this is awkward, but this bike says he'd appreciate it if you removed his skull pattern saddlebags. He feels self-conscious about them around all the other bikes, and he says you're not fooling anyone. You mostly ride with your golfing buddies. <laughs> Listen, I'm just the messenger here. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. I think you made yourself clear. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.